0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard podcast, your weekly faith filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and I'm so happy that you are tuned into today's To Be Heard Tuesday. I'm going to tell y'all right off the bat it is going to be a good one, okay? Because today's episode. Really needs to be heard, and you know, for those of you who tuned into last week's episode, a huge shout out to you if you did. Your girl had a little cough, cough, sniff, sniff situation going on last week, and the nasal voice, I could not do it. So if you listened to the full length of last week's episode, thank y'all so much. I hope that that episode blessed you. I know it blessed me recording it. So I pray that it blessed you as well. And if you want the truth, today's episode, I am gonna kind of pick up where I left off. Um. You'll see what I mean by that in a little bit here. But before I get into today's episode, uh, we are still in that celebratory mode. My next book, my new book, My Name is Anxiety, um, has been available on Amazon for the last couple of weeks. Shout out to those of you who got your copy. Um, I cannot wait to meet some of you. I'm talking to my local readers uh in less than a week here Monday December 19th I will be at the Polden Library for the first book signing of the book. Um so excited to greet y'all. I'm going to sign your copies, um answer some of your questions and then of course I'm going to share a piece of my heart uh behind the book. Many of you have already heard my heart behind the book on the podcast but there's still so much I want to share. I think that's going to be such a fun time. So if you're a local reader, please go reserve your spot over on my website at new new book. Um, I would love to see you there. I genuinely think it's going to be such a fun time. So I want to see y'all go ahead, reserve your spot again. Ayanasimone.com slash new book. And I will be seeing y'all in less than um, a week. So Real excited about that. Um, But diving into today's episode, again, we are picking up where we left off last week, uh, which, speaking of My Name is Anxiety, last week's episode was largely about the book. Surprise, surprise. I've been talking about the book uh, the last couple of episodes here on the podcast, sharing with you all a little bit of the behind the scenes and some themes that you'll see in the book. Um, And one of those themes, it's a verse I talked about in last week's episode, again, um, that verse being Joel 2 verse 32, uh, which we see quoted again in Romans 10, verse 13, showing that it's a New Testament principle. But that verse says, in essence, and this is just Romans 10, 13, uh, summarizing it for us. But it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we honed in on that word everyone in last week's episode because that word makes the gospel So sweet, in my opinion, and I'm sure that y'all would agree, the fact that the gospel, this good news about Jesus Christ taking on the sins of the world, dying for everyone so that we wouldn't have to perish but have eternal life, that word everyone is packed with so much truth and sweetness and it makes me tear up because the gospel really is for everyone and salvation is for everyone and our God is so eager to save. He's like, you call on my name and that we talked a lot about this last week's, but it's not just you know, calling on his name on accident and we just say his name and it doesn't have a root to anything or an anchor to anything. But no, when you call on his name, it's a sign of faith in your heart. And the Lord can see that he can see the faith in your heart. So when he sees your faith and out of that faith, you call on his name. And Romans 10 really puts that into context, which I'll read again in a little bit here, just as a recap. But Romans 10 puts it in its context, like the Lord sees your faith in your heart and he sees from that faith, how you call on his name in order to be saved. And that just pleases him so much. And he's eager to save you. He wants to save you. He does not want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to have eternal life. And he meant that with his life. Like Jesus literally gave his life to this. He's like, I don't want to see any of my creation living in sin, dead. You know, like he wants all of us to have life so much so that he gave up his own so that we can have resurrection power flowing in our veins. Like this is just, it's amazing. And um, I'm a church kid. So sometimes the beauty of the gospel, um, I don't stand in awe a lot because sometimes I feel like I've heard it so many times and it's easy for me to just be like, Uh, you know yeah that's cool whatever but it takes that simple reality like no this really is for everyone like that's how much God loves everyone so much he just I don't know it's beautiful and we talked uh, a lot about that in last week's episode but for today's to be hurt Tuesday I want to lean into that thought or that conversation of faith just a little bit more because again I'm being repetitive on purpose because I want y'all to get that like it's not just oh we call on his name by accident, but It's actually what that call is anchored to. And Paul makes it clear in Romans 10, which I'll read to y'all, that that calling on his name is anchored in faith. So I want to uh, pick up with Romans 10, verse 9. It's something I read last week, but just as a recap, I'll start in Romans 10, verse 9, and I'll read all the way down to verse 13. It says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. Verse 13, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So Paul makes it very clear, like it's the faith that's in your heart, faith that God can see, faith that only you know is there. It's from that place of faith that you call on his name. And when you call on his name, the Bible promises that you will be saved. And I think that's a beautiful truth, especially when we take time to think about the faith aspect. Because there's another verse in scripture, and you might have heard this before. It's a verse that used to scare the living daylights out of me. But this is, um, I believe this is James chapter 2, verse 17, where it says that faith without works is dead. I want to talk about that because a lot of times when I hear the conversation of faith and how that relates to works and all the things, for a large majority of my faith journey, I would get so antsy and weird and tense about that because. Your girl is kind of a workaholic. Like I I can be very hard on myself when it comes to the work that I put out because my work is super important to me, and there has been past seasons of my life where I literally had to humble my heart before the Lord and recognize that my worth doesn't come in how how much I do. It doesn't come in the quality of my work or the amount of work that I do. My value isn't found in my work. My identity is not found in my work. His love for me is not determined by my work. None of that's true, but I really wrestled with that in the past. My identity is found in him, but with the verse like James 2 verse 17, again, you might have heard it, might not, but it says faith without works is dead. I'm like, God, tell me what that means. Because if you're saying I have to work really hard to to get you to love me or have to work really hard to um, be counted as a child of God, like if that's what you're saying, then that's so scary because I already put so much pressure on myself to work. And I'm like, pressure is even more on if this, you know, relates to my salvation. So I really got uh, curious about, again, James 2, because if it's by faith that we call on the name of the Lord and therefore we are saved. What does faith have to do with it? Why does James say without works, then that faith is dead? In the case that you are like me, and that verse kind of like creeps you out a little bit, I'm going to break it down for you. um, And I have to, if we're going to move forward in today's episode. But I used to read that verse as, I have to work really hard to have faith. And that faith is going to be what saves me. But it doesn't read that way. Instead, what it's ultimately saying is not, you know, you work hard to get faith and by that faith you're saved. Instead, it's you believe, you have faith and from that faith, works will come. Like the faith that is in you will urge you and motivate you to work, to do good deeds. It's not flip-flop, it's not do good deeds to get faith, it's from that faith I work, from that faith I do good deeds. And so for example, like I don't just, go out and love a bunch of people and be kind to a bunch of people from nowhere but it's actually my faith in a loving kind God that motivates me to be a loving person and to be kind like from that place of faith that is why I do what I do from my faith that is why that's the best way I can explain the reasons why I live my life the way that I do my faith helps me say no to some things and my faith helps me say yes to other things like It's not that I work really hard to get right with God, but my faith makes me right and it shows up in my actions. So I hope I I painted that that picture. I want it to be clear because for a long time, it was never clear for me. And I never asked. I just assumed that like God wanted me to work really hard and just stress myself out trying to get myself in the kingdom. No, no, no. It's by faith. And from that faith that God will know is there, you will know if you're honest with yourself is there. From that faith, you produce good works. And so with all that being said, If that's true, if faith without works is dead, I also want to suggest to y'all something that really needs to be talked about. Y'all, this is something that I've talked about plenty of times before on the podcast, not necessarily in this context, but if you've been following me for quite some time, you would know that I've said this before. Um, I say it quite a bit just because of how true it is and how cautious we have to be when it comes to this. But if faith without works is dead, that means that you can work and do the good deed without faith. Like if you have faith, it's going to show up in your actions. But I'm sure that many of us tuned in to the podcast today can attest to the fact that sometimes people will work, they'll do the action, they'll perform, they'll do the good deed and there be no substance underneath that. In other words, faith without works is dead, but you can work as hard as you want and not have any faith at all. I want to lean into that just a little bit today cuz it's so important that we diagnose this. You can do a lot without faith. And we see this just in our culture today and like in the in Hollywood today, like you don't need faith to do a really good thing. Like anyone can do a good thing. Anyone can, uh, you know, perform well or uh, do an action that looks really good. And they can, people can play the part really well without having any faith at all. And not just faith, but this principle applies to pretty much anything. Like someone can say, oh, I love you and all that. and They can just say it. But that's all that they're doing. They're just saying it like the love that they supposedly have for you is just on their lips. But someone can say they love you and not really love you in their heart. In the same way, someone can do the good deed or, you know, the action or perform well. They can do all of that and not have faith in their heart. And this is exactly why I have trust issues because some people, they can put on a really good show. And I talked about this a lot before on the podcast. I talked about this a lot in season three, actually, how religion really does just see you as a performer, but it's God who sees you as a person. So religion is fine if you just like, you know, polish yourself on the outside and you look really well and be completely hollow and empty inside. That's religion. But God sees you as a person. Like he doesn't just want you to be a robot and do all the things. Like if you're gonna do anything, let it come from your heart. Let it be genuine. Let it be sincere. And in the context of faith, that's what Paul is ultimately saying in Romans ten thirteen. Like Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The verses before that, and we read it earlier in today's episode, but that call, that call that you make to the Lord, it's tied to faith and it's that faith that makes you right with God. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up again on today's episode is because There is another passage of scripture that I do want to read to y'all so that this can really be in its full context, okay? Because here we are talking about, you know, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and the gospel is for everyone and salvation is for everyone and all the things, right? Because we saw it in scripture. That's what the Bible says. And we have to assume that if the Bible says everyone, it means everyone, Right. I want to read to y'all a passage of scripture that puts Joel 2.32 and Romans 10.13 in its context because it is so important and you'll see why I'm trying to like hype this moment up a little bit, but it is so important that we understand context to scripture. Every revelation I've ever had from the Bible is when I slowed it down and looked at the context. I don't think it's wrong to like find a verse that speaks to you and let that tell the story, but The verse is all the more significant when you put that verse in its context, when you're not just reading the content, you're not just reading the words, but you're taking a look at the time those words were written, who it was written to, who was writing those words and why they were writing those words. Like it's so important to look at the context. And so trying to put Joel 2.32 and Romans 10.13 in its context is really important that I read to y'all. Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. And before I even read to y'all these verses, this uh certain passage of scripture is coming from Jesus. Okay, the letters in my Bible are read when I read this, and it's coming from my all time favorite sermon. I bet you it's your favorite sermon too, but it's coming from the Sermon on the Mount. I'm obsessed, obsessed with the Sermon on the Mount. It's my life goal to have it memorized. I I can't, I love the Sermon on the Mount, but I'm going to read to y'all part of what's in that sermon. And it's going to put a lot of what we say here in its context. And not only that, but I think it's going to require some discussion that totally needs to be heard. So turn your volume up. We're going there. Let's take a look at Matthew 7 verses 21 through 23. It says, not everyone who calls out to me. Now, this is Jesus, y'all. Let me say it again. Hold on. This is Jesus. Jesus. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Now, everyone who argues that the Bible is contradictory is probably foaming at the mouth right now because you're like, Yana, someone's lying because did you not just say everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved? Did you not just say that? Not just you, Yana, but didn't Joel chapter 2 verse 32 just say Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And now here goes Jesus in Matthew 7 talking about not everyone who calls the Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom. I know that some of you are like, okay, hold on, make it make sense. I believed for years that the Bible contradicted itself and this is exhibit A. If any of you have that reaction, believe me, I had that reaction first. And that is why I'm recording today's To Be Hurt Tuesday because I share a lot about like my history of growing up in a Christian home and in a Christian church and my different viewpoints throughout my life growing up where it's like some moments I really think that God is good and the Bible is trustworthy and others I'm like what? Who? what is going on in this book you know and I've had these moments where I ultimately thought that the Bible contradicted itself and I did for a large part of my faith journey if you want the truth like and I never voiced it I never vocalized it I just kind of kept it in but I'm like I don't know if y'all see this, but the Bible can kind of be like contradictory. But I remember hearing this quote from my dude. You already know who I'm talking about. Dr. Matthew Stevenson is literally my spiritual father. We don't know each other, but he's my mentor. (laughs) Like he is so good. He said this one time in one of his sermons. I'm going to have to find it and just post it on the To Be Heard podcast Instagram page, which give it a follow, by the way. But he said this in one of his sermons. He was like, If you think the Bible contradicts itself, the Bible isn't wrong, your interpretation of it is. And since he said that, I cannot even begin to tell you how that changed my Bible study. Because every single time I would come across a verse that seemed to contradict something else that I read years ago in the Bible, kind of like the study we're having here today, every single time i slowed down and thought about it and got my highlighters and pens out and prayed and asked the holy spirit to open up my eyes to see what the scriptures actually saying every single time i did that i got a really sweet revelation and so I want to share the revelation of this verse too especially for those of you who are like triggered right now like girl this is the most contradictory two episodes you've ever recorded Ayana. like believe me I get it I was there too but let's roll up our sleeves let's take a deep breath and let's dive into the word together because again I'll read it to you back to back Romans ten thirteen says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved Matthew 7 verse 21 says not everyone who calls Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. On the surface, it sounds like two different verses and it sounds like the Bible just embarrass itself with the glaring contradiction that we just read. But verse 21, I just read to you, Matthew 7, verse 21. I just read the first half of that verse. There is a second half of that verse that we ought to take a look at. So I'll read it in its full context one more time. Matthew 7, verse 21 says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. What I want to do now is hone in on that word, actually. Like, looking at the Bible, some text in the Bible, looking at it as a writer myself, I am a words person. I love words. They're fun to just mess around with, okay? The, the to be heard in me. I like using my words wisely. I like to use it in writing, and it really does. I think my love for writing helps me study the Bible in some way, because one thing that I tried to do Um, When I'm writing a fictional piece, especially when I'm just narrating and I'm not, it's not like dialogue or anything, but in the narration, when I first started writing, I had a really bad habit of using filler words. So I would use words like really and like, I used to write basically the way that I talk, which is actually a pretty cool writing style. I, I think it counts if you write the way that you talk, but I would use a bunch of filler words, words like actually. And I remember arguing with the people <laughs> who were helping me, like, with the uh, first couple of drafts, like, no, I put that word in there because it stresses the point. Like, I don't just want to say the thing, but, like, really say it. Or I would use, like, extremely, really, like, things like that. Of those words, I would also use the word actually. And if we take it out, it would still mean, you know, whatever it it, it is um, that it's supposed to mean. But I think the fact that the Bible didn't leave out that word actually, because I usually take my filler words out because they most of the time aren't needed. But if Jesus, if the Bible kept that word actually in there, I don't think we should just overlook that. Like, I think it's there for a reason. I think it's stressing a particular point. And I know that TD Jake says the Bible wastes nothing. And I totally believe that. That's one of my favorite quotes because that also helps me study the Bible. Every single word matters, every comma matters. Oh my gosh, I've gotten revelation before by some punctuation marks, like the Bible wastes nothing. And I don't think it's wasting this word actually. I think it's in there for a reason. Because if we take that word out, I just want to play around with this for a little bit. And this is just what you do when you study the Bible. You get kind of like creative and curious and like what trying to figure out what the Bible's saying. So say we do take that word out, actually. Then it would read only those who do the will of my father in heaven will enter, which is a fair point. I think if we took that word out, it would still be extremely true. But the fact that that word actually is in there, making it read, only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter. That word actually, like now that I've taken it out and put it back in, that word actually makes me think about how you can do, seemingly do the will of God and it not come from an actual place in your heart. Like, I don't think that word actually is wasted at all. Do you guys see that? Because then it gets me thinking about, okay, what is the will of our father? Like, what does that mean to do the will of our father? Like, what does that look like? Immediately when I was studying this, my eyes shot down to the next verse, verse 22, which I'll read it again. Uh, Jesus is saying on judgment day, many, a lot of people are going to say to him, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, perform many miracles in your name. All of these things that you would think, is that not the will of God? Like, isn't it God's will to prophesy and to cast out demons and to perform miracles? All in the name of the Lord, might I add. Like, that's important, too. Especially on our for our case, like we've been talking about names a lot these last couple of episodes, but doing all of that in the name of Jesus do, doesn't that seem like doing the will of the Father? But by the time we get to verse twenty three, Jesus, it's like to those people, I'm going to reply, I never knew you. This is harsh, y'all. He says, "Get away from me, you who break." God's laws. And I shouldn't even call that harsh because, in its context, God is saying, like, you did all of this, and yet that's the extent of what you did. Like, these are just actions, these are just things that you did, but it didn't come from your heart. You didn't say, Lord, Lord, from your heart. You just said it from your mouth. And that brings up a really huge principle, a huge principle, a huge lesson that needs to be heard. And this is a principle that's demonstrated all throughout scriptures, especially if you know what, you know, our boy Judas did. You can honor God with your lips and not with your heart. Like it's so easy to say the right thing, do the right thing, put on a great show and it not come from your heart. And the thing you need to know about God is that you can't fool him. He sees what's in your heart. He knows this is a, you know, good fruit. Like this is a good work that someone did because of the place it came from, the place in their heart where it came from. He can tell what's real and what's fake. Now, thank God I'm not the Lord because sometimes I can't tell. Sometimes I think people are being real genuine and then it's like, oh, actually, they're not. That's painful. Again, I got trust issues because of that. But when we, when we see God saying there, get away from me it seems really harsh in its context and it is painful like I never want the Lord to say that to me and I know that he won't because I know I got faith in my heart and that's not something I have to prove to anybody it's just something that I know so but I think about those who that that is said to You know, so many people think, oh, if I just do the part, if I make this look really good, like I'm even going to prophesy in his name, I'm going to cast out demons in his name, that looks really good, I'm setting people free in the name of Jesus. I think the coolest thing about that is that a person who didn't have relationship with him, who didn't have their faith in him, they can say the name of Jesus and the demons still respond to that and they get cast out. Like that's how powerful the name of God is. That's a whole sermon in itself. But my point in this is that when Jesus says, get away from me, I want us to understand that and this is really a weak point of reference because the, the depth of that verse alone, I can't even find a perfect example to match that. But if I were to give a point of reference, think about people in your life who think if they just say all the right things and do all the right things and not it showing up in their heart. Like they can say, oh, I love you or I'm on your side or I'm on your team. I'm never going to leave you, never going to abandon you. And then the first sign of a storm, they dip. That's painful. You know what I mean? Like you think that you knew someone and you think that you were close with someone, but all of it was just for show and all of it wasn't real to them. It was real to you maybe, but it certainly wasn't real for them what the Lord is saying, and again, please don't take this as me taking a weak example, like, oh, you know, when your friends did you or something like that and comparing it to the depth of what Jesus is saying here. Um, so don't confuse that at all. I'm just using that as a point of reference, but if that helps at all, see, you know, Jesus's viewpoint of get away from me, because it's like, man, you did all of this and you said all of this, but your heart wasn't there because anyone can say it and their heart not show it. And that's what I'm talking about for today's To Be Tuesday. Like your lips can be moving, and you can call on the name of the Lord. You can say his name. You can do all the right things. But what God is looking for is your heart and the faith that's in your heart, because it's faith that pleases him. Ultimately, the scriptures do say that like you can't please God without faith. And how do you have faith? Well, Romans says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, which is why podcasting is such a privilege because every week y'all get to hear about the gospel. That's my goal in every episode. I don't care what season it is, what theme I'm going with. Every episode, I want you to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. So it's cool that y'all um, can get have faith and believe just by hearing about the good news. That's why it's such an honor to do this. But I want this to be really clear. And I ultimately want to challenge you in this, you know what I mean? Because the Bible says what it says like, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But it's not just something that we say, that call is coming from faith in your heart. And so I wanna challenge those of you tuned in today and, and challenge myself too like, you know, let's not just say the thing and do the thing, but let it come from a place of faith. And faith can be found in your heart cuz you cannot fool God. God knows when someone's calling. He knows when it's where it's coming from. He knows like when people say the name of of Jesus, he knows where it's coming from. And for those like in verse 22, like oh we prophesy and we cast out demons and we do miracles, God's like, but your heart though. Like I'm not here for the show that you put on. I'm not here for you just going through the motions. He's actually after your heart. He doesn't just want you to say all the right things and call on his name, you know, just to call on his name. No, you're saved by faith. And that faith will make you call on the name of Jesus. And that's what he's looking for. And that's what I want to challenge y'all with. Obviously, only you know what's in your heart. God ultimately knows But if you have yet to say yes to Jesus, if you have yet to say, Lord, I'm giving my heart to you, I put my faith in you, and from this place of faith, God, I do declare that you're Lord. Not just that you're the Lord, but you're my Lord. Like, I want you to be my God. You can pray that prayer today and just believe and put your faith in him today, and it's by that faith that you're saved and what that faith will ultimately do. That faith will urge you to call on his name in times of trouble. That faith will urge you to do a lot of incredible things for the kingdom. But it all starts with faith. In a verse that I haven't read to you, and I wasn't even planning on saying this, but Jesus says that we just need faith as small as a mustard seed to move a mountain. And one day I will have to do a Bible study on that, because in its context, it means a whole lot more. But just taking that verse and understanding like faith as small as a mustard seed can move a mountain— let that encourage you. You may still be wrestling with a lot of questions and that's okay. If faith just has to be as small as a mustard seed and from that tiny place, that tiny mustard seed of faith, if you call on a saint from that place, God is so quick and so eager to lend you his hand and pull you up and set you on solid ground. It's what he loves to do. So many people have that same story. I for sure have that story. And so, um, And it's for everyone. It's for you, it's for me, it's for everyone, and we can rejoice in that. So, that is all I have to say for today's episode. Seriously, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I absolutely love, love, love to do this. If this episode blessed you, I am gonna ask y'all for a huge, huge, huge favor. Please rate this episode, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're tuned in on Apple Podcasts, and follow and subscribe to the show on whatever listening platform you're tuned in on. This way, more people can hear to be heard. And again, that's our goal for season four. I don't want to just be heard myself, but I want y'all to go out and be heard with me. So share this episode with a friend. And of course, by leaving a review and rating the episode, you can get the podcast um, on the feeds of those who have yet to tune in so thank y'all so much for that thank you for tuning in cannot wait to see some of y'all this coming monday december 19th at the poland library if you haven't gotten your copy of my name is anxiety yet you can today purchase it on amazon i'll put the link in the show notes but you guys will hear from me next week right here on to be heard podcast